What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Fitness for Thought. French here with Nolan, and today we were initially going to do a Q&A. That was the hope, but didn't really have a lot of question submissions, to be honest, which is cool. Uh, we did have one pretty good question, though, that we're just going to kind of focus on for the episode and just kind of make a full-length episode out of it. So all works out. So the question, I'll do a, do a little shout-out because he's, he's one of my teammates. So a uh, question from... Brody Wirtz, he pretty much asked, well, not pretty much, word for word, what kinds of things do you do to keep yourself mentally in check when you're down and out? So we're going to kind of, we're going to talk about that, obviously, but we're kind of, kind of generalize it to sort of like a mindset episode, things that we do when our backs are kind of against the wall or when things aren't really going our way, or we could probably even talk about when things are going our way, things we do to keep ourselves in check so that we don't get too high and that we don't get too low, kind of keep a stable emotional state so we can stay focused, stay productive, and just live life better for the most part. So we were talking about this before. We recorded a mindset episode a long, long time ago, never released because it was low-key kind of trash. So we didn't release it. So this is, uh, you know, this is redemption season right here. So we want to what what do we want to talk about first? We want to address the the question first. I feel like that's fair. Um kind of can you think of a situation where things weren't really going your way? You felt like you know, everything was just going wrong, everything was going against you. What did you do to get yourself out of that hole and propel yourself forward? Yeah. <clears throat> so for me, um for me, I think I've dealt with this very poorly in the past several times. And I think you just, I mean, it's like anything else in life. You just, you know, learn from your mistakes. Um, but what I've learned from dealing with certain situations, facing adversity, or, you know, when everything just seems like it's going wrong is first off um, to <clears throat> allow yourself to feel and process the emotion. So I think a lot of times, like personally, anyways, I try to kind of like just bury it down. Like, oh, this isn't bothering me or, you know, ignore what the actual root of the problem is. And I think that just makes it way worse. Um, so I think you need to first process what is actually happening. So why, why is this continuing to happen? Um, and then you know, allow yourself to be upset about it, you know, um, that's, it's okay. And then the second thing I have written down here is, uh, to have the emotional fortitude to deal with that. So you have to basically just be in check with your feelings. So acknowledge that, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm allowed to feel this way. And then now I can move forward and doesn't mean that it's, any less upsetting but now i recognize that this is how i'm feeling and now i can move forward with the situation and figure out how i can solve that so that's like my initial approach um those are like the first two things i try to do and you know sometimes it takes a minute to do that first step or sorry that second step because you're you know you might even be angry about what's happening or you know, you might be really sad about what's happening. Um, 
you know, you might be mad at yourself. You might be mad at another person. So it kind of, you know, blinds that, uh, blinds your ability to do that because you're just overwhelmed with that emotion. Um, so then once you almost kind of step back, like step out of yourself for a second, you can be like, okay, this is what's happening. How can I deal with it now? So that's like the first step I think is just kind of acknowledging the situation. Yeah. I going back to the, one of the first things you said, I think guys like in particular usually have a little bit tougher time of like, not just kind of like shoving things to the side and trying to move past it, which I guess I could say it could be effective in the short term, but eventually you gotta come back and deal with those, those emotions. Um, so that's a, that's a really good point that you said that you're kind of think through that thought process and kind of understand what you're feeling, why you're feeling it. And then you can move forward in a more productive way as opposed to just white knuckling your way through it and then never dealing with it. I think that's okay. If you need to just get something done in the moment or you don't have time to, you know, it's a what it's a serious situation that needs to be dealt with now. You can kind of just barge through it. But at the end of the day, I think you need to come back to that, feel through it. So then you could learn for next time um, uh, if there's anything that you can do better to set yourself up for success. So I would say like um, like a real life example for me has been just injuries in general, like um, like serious injuries for me, like the couple surgeries that I've had and I definitely say like anyone who's had like a surgery, whether it was from something like if you got hurt at work or through sports or just um, maybe you have like a genetic disposition to have, you know, be more susceptible to different injuries or diseases or something like that. They can be really tough, especially if, you know, whether, whether or not like fitness and exercise is a big part of your life, just they just affect your, your quality of life. And you really take that stuff for granted until it's taken away from you a lot of times. So those have been probably one of my bigger struggles that I've had. And the first one was really tough, but, and the second one, obviously still tough, but I think I learned so much from the first one. And I mean, I've learned a lot from this one too, that um, really like once you go through that, for me at least, um, every almost everything else it seems a lot easier because it's like if you can do that like go from like not being able to walk on your own for like a month plus and you can come all the way back to being just as good as you were before if not better it kind of gives you just a better perspective on what's really tough in life and i mean that's for everyone you know if um someone who may have grown up like in a poor neighborhood and a disadvantageous like upbringing if they get to a point where they can make you know maybe even like you know thirty thousand dollars a year that's going to seem incredible to them whereas someone who maybe grew up a little bit more affluent if they had that that's going to it's going to be the opposite it's going to seem like oh this is really shitty so it kind of comes back to perspective for the most part um but what i tried to think about like specifically when i was going through those things and really when i go through a lot of just like tough things is like well what's the alternative like honestly like what like if i just how many people have you heard that just like get hurt and literally just or they have a surgery or do something and then they just they don't do anything about it like they just don't do the rehab they don't even make an attempt to get better like that's kind of you don't even think i'd never even like thought about that it's like so 
if you're going to do, if you're going to have to come back from something, you know, whether it's maybe you're really behind on schoolwork and it's halfway through the semester and your grades are looking pretty crappy. And now's the, now's the time where you have to make the decision of whether you're going to save your GPA for the semester or just kind of say, fuck it or anything like that. You kind of have to think about, okay, if I make the decision to do it and try to come back, you might as well do it well. Cause I think a lot of things like if it's worth doing, which in this instant, it's my health, obviously it's going to be worth it to me. It's worth doing well. So it can kind of become another source of focus. Like instead of me being in the gym, trying to focus on perfect technique and, you know, pushing myself so that I can get bigger, stronger, whatever the goal is. Now that mentality shifts to, okay, what can I do to make my recovery as optimal as possible? Well, it's going to kind of be the opposite. I'm going to have to rest. I'm going to have to be really patient. I'm going to have to find other things to do with my time so that I don't go absolutely batshit crazy while I have to wait until I can actually do some of the stuff I like to do. So I think looking at things as almost like a competition with yourself is a really good way to put it, especially like if you were ever played sports, you're probably kind of competitive. A lot of people are just innately um, looking at it like that. can only, And then at the end of the day, like being competitive with yourself, it only helps you learn and become better. And then it kind of just tr can translate to many other areas of life. So that's the way I, I thought about it through those specific situations. Um, yeah. So for the most part, I just try to think about what's the alternative. Like if I just um, just didn't do this and it ended up horribly, usually I just take that off the table completely. And then I'm left with, well, I had the choice between yes or no. I'm choosing yes, I'm going to do this. And if it's worth doing, it's worth doing as well as I can. And then I figure out, you know, what do I need to do on a day-to-day -day basis to, you know, kind of do my best through that. So yeah, I was kind of all over the place there. Hopefully that made a little sense. No, I think I think that makes sense. <clears throat> I think that both of us really said similar things in that first that initial reaction, I think to the to whatever it is that's causing your adversity. Um <clears throat> so for the second the second kind of approach, I guess is actually dealing with whatever it is um that, you know, is bothering you or that you're facing. So I think, um, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of different ways to, uh, to approach this and it's obviously going to be highly dependent on the situation. Um, but like anything else, uh, I would start with, with writing down whatever it is you, your approach to fixing this situation. Um, and then reminding yourself, um, you know, whether why it is you started doing something or um, what you need to continue doing. So almost like, a, I don't want to say, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not motto, but it's almost like a mantra. Uh, yeah, mantra. So, you know, if you are, if you're dealing with something tough and you know, it's going to continue to be tough, you know, having that kind of mantra to get you through that, you know, I know French, um, when you were dealing, you know, you're talking about those injuries, that was kind of one of the first things I thought of, because I remember you saying that uh, one of the things you told yourself is just day by day, you kept repeating yep. that to yourself. So having something like that, and remembering why you started doing something in the first place, I think can be helpful to 
allow you to uh, persist through um, adversity. Uh, and then, you know, like I said earlier, going at it from a practical sense of writing it down and figuring out, okay, this is where I'm at. This is an ideal. At least let me acknowledge that this is the situation I'm in by writing it, writing it down and then seeing visually what steps I can take to move past this, I think is, is kind of the next approach I would take. And obviously that's not going to work a hundred percent of the time for everything you're dealing with. Um, you know, you might be going through like, I like the death of a loved one, something like that. Obviously you're not going to be like writing out what to do next when you're dealing with something like that. But there are ways you can help process that, you know, obviously that's a different scenario, but you see what I'm saying with, with remembering things, remembering why you started doing something or remembering what's important, having some sort of a mantra. I think that can go a long way. Yeah. That's a really good point. And I think you can almost tie it back to like your identity and like your, your core values. If you've thought about what those are for you, like as a person. So for me, obviously like health is like, probably one of, if not my, one of my top values for sure. Um, and what basically like how I think about it is if you value something like you, um, I'm going to say you do it, but like your actions will back up that you value that. Like if I say I value my health, but I eat McDonald's every day and I hardly ever exercise and, you know, go out drinking on every weekend and staying up till 3 a.m. It's pretty blatant that I do not actually value my health. I'm just talking out my ass. I, you can tell I value my health because it's not just because I kind of look the part. It's because I eat healthy diet pretty much pretty consistently year round. I exercise consistently. I try to get, you know, eight hours of sleep. My actions back up what I say I value. And that's with really with anything in life. So if something's important to you, like, you know, for example, like something like for me, it's like, uh, like school. I have never really been a huge fan of school, but I know that to get to where I want to go, it does play a role. So while I may not value a 4.0 GPA or getting A's on everything, I value it enough to, okay, I mean, I need to do what I need to do in order to get to my end result. So Sometimes with school, I'm like, well, if I really say that I want to, you know, get into grad school and get this position someday, I actually, if I value that, then I will value this class, even if it's not my favorite class ever, because this is getting me a little bit closer to my end goal. So if it's something that you really um, are struggling with or that you're going through that isn't really, you know, you're not really into, kind of try to connect it to how this is going to help you in other areas of life. So for me, it's school. Obviously, you're not going to use everything you learned in school and maybe not every class is helpful, but you know, you can't get into grad school if you don't have a bachelor's degree and you can't get the bachelor's degree if you don't pass your classes and you can't pass your classes if you don't do the homework and study. So again, it comes back to what do I do on a day-to-day -day basis to get to the end goal. And then another thing is with kind of your identity, like how you see yourself. Um, you know, if you want to be, uh, there's this one guy I follow, I can't remember his name right now, but 
he kind of talks about um he was talking about it in like in a business sense well if i want to be a millionaire what would a millionaire do think of what millionaires do on a day-to-day basis and do that if you want to you have to do the thing before you can be the thing so the actions lead to the result obviously and so for me with the surgeries it was like okay I'm an athlete. What do I need to do? Obviously, I couldn't do much, anything athletic at that point, but it's okay. I'm going to treat this like it's my job because it kind of is to an extent. So I'm going to do exactly whatever the physical therapist tells me, whatever the doctor tells me. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to do my you know rehab exercises, however many times a day they tell me to do it. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm not going to use this, use this as an excuse to slack off on anything. So I think every time you do an action, good or bad, or in between, it kind of reinforces your identity in your head, whether you notice it or not, like subconsciously. So like if you, you know, if you did every, if you went out and partied every weekend for like 12 weeks straight, for example, you would probably be pretty likely to do it on that 13th week because, you know, Friday comes around and your mind just associates, okay, Friday, I get to go out. Whereas if you did something completely opposite, your mind is going to, you know, associate it with that. And this goes down to like, even um, like locations and stuff too, like in your environment, this is why, you know, kind of getting off topic here, but this is why people tell you to like, if you're going to study, don't study like at the same place that you, you know, watch TV or something like that, because you tend to associate different things with um, what you've done there repetitively. So I think it kind of goes back to your identity. So if you want to have a positive like um, image of yourself, have good self-esteem, it logically makes sense to do positive actions that are going to lead you to that, which is kind of tough to do, especially when um, you may be in kind of a bad emotional state um, because emotions definitely can cloud your judgment, which I think is why it's a good idea to kind of just step back try to almost obviously process the emotions they're real but know that they can cloud your judgment and that just because you're feeling a certain way doesn't mean that you have to um your emotions don't necessarily control your actions even though i think a lot of people do let their emotions control their actions sometimes to to their advantage but a lot of times to a detriment you know this goes back to you know not feeling like you're you don't want to work out that day but your exercise plan says four days a week but that fourth day of the week you're like ah, i don't really feel like it and that one day it doesn't seem like a big deal that one for that first time which it really isn't but then again you're making that mental you're reinforcing those mental habits in your head you're gonna be more likely to skip days down the road so yeah to sum up what i think uh hopefully i'm saying this right but I think having a good idea of your core values and your end goal in sight allows you to remind yourself of that when you're going through adversity. So you can, you know, you almost stop and catch yourself with saying, oh, yes, it's not a big deal if I skip this today, but in the end, this is the person I want to be. This is, these are the goals I want to achieve. This isn't moving me closer to these things. So after, <clears throat> excuse me, after I read, um, uh, why can't I think of it? Edge. Is it a book? Yes. Can't Hurt Me by David no. Goggins? Uh, 
Endure? Slight edge. Slight edge. Slight edge. Slight edge. That was very freshly in my mind because it's almost, you know, it's every decision that you that you make is okay, is this moving me closer to, to my goals or further away? Um, and I think the more important thing to realize when you are in a lot of those um, tough situations mentally is the core values thing because once you're you know once you start getting down on yourself um you're not you're not super concerned with achieving goals or reaching a certain landmark you're more focused on okay i'm upset about this but how am i going to react to this as a person who am i as a person how am i going to respond to this so i think that's that's a very good point um but yeah i think i think th- those are the main things to to understand for me anyways did you have anything else french um i guess like one other technique that i've used in the past i don't use it a whole lot because um i'd say it's pretty powerful so i think i kind of save it for when i really need it it was so most people will know kobe bryant obviously rest in peace but after he got done playing basketball he kind of went right into writing like children's books actually and he even made like the short film where he won the what was it? The Emmy? Yeah, won the Emmy for it. Um, But basically, I watched this YouTube video, and it was kind of it was Kobe Bryant, but it was geared towards little kids, and he talks about this thing called the muse cage. Now, the word isn't really as important, but the concept is. So basically, it's it can be either good or bad, and you want, he talks about having like a good, positive muse cage, and then like a dark you know, negative muse cage. So the muse cage essentially is all like a bunch of thoughts and memories and things like that about like positive things that help keep you motivated. So like your family, your friends, people that have helped you out in the past and want to see you succeed, your goals that you want to hit one day, you know, aspirations, stuff like that. So that stuff can definitely keep you motivated thinking about that, you know, But then you have the dark muse cage where it's like failures that you've had and maybe stuff that people have said to you that's not so nice and like stuff like you kind of get the get the idea. And basically, I've heard another another person kind of talk about it as like you make two lists and you actually write them down physically. So you have the list of love where it's like all the positive feel good stuff that can keep you motivated. But then you have the list of hate. So it's like um all the people like if someone like said like you told them your goal and they laughed at you or something like that or told you you would never do it or you know things that were huge setbacks and had a lot of adversity in your life or times where you failed and you you know maybe you lost a big game and you felt like you were responsible for it and you know I think those things can kind of motivate you too a lot of people don't really like to talk about that because um, I think especially today people kind of get in the um in the rut that they need to be positive all the time which i don't think is a good idea i don't think you should be negative all the time either but there is a time where you can kind of use those negative thoughts and memories to motivate you too so kind of having the mix you know just kind of like looking at those lists every now and then especially when you don't feel like down and out like you said i think that can be a really powerful tool to use um especially in like dire situations. So that's an actual thing you could do. Write down 
list of your positive motivations and then your negative motivations. Look at them, you know, in the morning or whatever, when you're struggling, just have them on your, maybe even have them on a list on your phone or something. So you can use them wherever you go. And uh, I think that's one that a lot of people could honestly benefit from. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to watch that video, just look up Kobe Bryant muse cage. I think it's M U S E. So kind of pretty interesting actually, especially cause he was targeting like um, very little kids with it. So. Yeah. 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 Well, I think those are all good tools. Um, obviously, you know, these aren't the only ones, you know, sometimes you just might need support. So you might need to just reach out to a friend, something like that. Um, there's, there's tons of tools, but I think these are kind of the fundamental ones. And um, this is kind of what we've found helpful. Obviously, like I said, at the way beginning, um, my approach has not been perfect in the past. It's not perfect now, but I think you gain a little bit of wisdom from each experience um, when you're really, really facing a lot of adversity. So um, that's another thing, just a takeaway from it all is, is you're just like, well, I'm going to learn something if nothing out of this. So, right. I think sometimes, yeah, I think some, just to build off that real quick, I think sometimes you just got to kind of lean into it and know that like, okay, I'm going to get better from this and this is going to serve me well in the future. Yeah. It's going to suck now, but you know, kind of a common trend in life is that a lot of things that feel good in the moment tend to be bad for you long-term. And a lot of things that feel not so great in the moment tend to be good for you long-term. Obviously there's exceptions to every rule, but um, that's kind of something that I, I heard someone say, and I'm like, yeah, that's actually, it's actually kind of true a lot for the most part, or maybe stuff that doesn't feel bad, but uh, maybe stuff that's like boring and monotonous and tedious um, that usually tends to pay off more in the long term rather than stuff that's just instant gratification and super pleasurable in the moment. Obviously you got to have a balance, but kind of something to think about there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's all we got for you today. Um, hopefully you guys got something from this and we'll see you in our next episode. Peace.